0: This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Friday, September 17th. Good morning, I'm Jeff Dowling. Here's today's headlines. Walnuts down 15%. $1 billion in wildfire spending. Wine bills to be signed. And U.S. launches Ag Productivity Coalition in response to the EU. Walnut production to drop 15% this year. The latest USDA Objective Measurement Report for California walnuts. Forecasting a 15% drop in production from 2020. That's despite a 1% increase in bearing acres. The report attributes the deadline to widespread freezing temperatures last fall that damaged orchards across the state. The weather event has made worse by the drought and a lack of water available for preventing freeze injury that led to a 17% decline in nut set per tree. Walnut production in 2020 was a record 785,000 tons, and this year it's expected to be at 670,000 tons. Nearly $1 billion in wildfire spending coming soon. As an agreement between legislative leaders and the governor, a pair of budget trailer bills will bring the state total spending on wildfire prevention and suppression to $1.5 billion. The bill's now on Governor Newsom's desk. Will appropriate seven hundred fifty eight million dollars from the general taxpayer fund and more than two hundred million dollars from the state's cap and trade revenues. The package includes two hundred fifty seven million for forest health and resiliency two hundred and eighty two million for fire prevention grants and prescribing burning one hundred thirty nine million for prevention through state con- conservancies fifty one million as an economic stimulus for workforce development in the forestry industry. No other governor has invested more in Cal Fire and wildfire prevention than the one that we have here today, said Senator Mike McGuire of Halesburg in a Budget Committee hearing on the record spending. But we are in desperate need for a long-term strategic plan associated with wildfire prevention and response. Keep in mind, The Newsom administration has faced criticism for logistical challenges that have prevented Cal Fire from spending its wildfire funds. The legislation now requires the agency to report back to the legislature on the implementation of the funding. California Farm Bureau had sponsored a similar measure aimed at providing transparency and accountability, which died in committee. On that note, Newsom signed legislation yesterday aimed at boosting the state's housing supply, and that includes $1.75 billion for affordable housing. Wine Institute expects Newsom's signature soon. The Wine Institute has been leading a coalition of vintner and grower groups on three bills to expand winery privileges. The Institute fully anticipates Newsom will sign all three into law with each taking effect at the start of the year. Under the measures, wineries could open a second off-site tasting room, allow customers to bring their own bottles for refills, and advertise donations made to nonprofits from alcohol sales. Co-ops raise concerns with OSHA over VAX mandate. The National Council of Farmer Cooperatives is appealing to the Biden administration for some flexibility in its vaccine mandate for businesses with over 100 employees. In a letter to the Labor Department and the USDA, NCFC says OSHA should consider the size of a factory's workforce and not just the overall size of a company in determining when the mandate applies. For instance, a grain elevator that operates with under a dozen employees who have no day-to-day contact with other parts of the co-op, has a different safety risk profile than a corporate headquarters with 500 workers, the letter says. NCFC also says there should be clear guidelines for temporary or seasonal workers and that OSHA should exempt employees who are at minimal risk for contracting or spreading COVID-19, such as remote workers, truck drivers. Appeals Court strikes down the Idaho CAFO permit. A new federal appeals court decision could lead to more oversight of concentrated animal feeding operations that according to environmental groups involved in the case. The ninth US Circuit Court of Appeals ruled that a discharge permit used for CAFOs in Idaho lacks sufficient monitoring provisions to ensure its zero discharge requirement. The Idaho permit has no monitoring requirement for underground discharges, the court said in its 3-0 decision. The failure of the permit to require such monitoring is striking, given the EPA's conclusion in the 2003 CAFO rule that requirements in local permits, rather than nationally uniform requirements, are the best means to address underground discharges. The court vacated the permit, but has not yet issued its mandate, implementing the decision. We are confident that this is the first domino to fall on the path to comprehensive pollution monitoring and accountability for America's corporate factory farm industry. That food and water watch attorney Tara Heinzen of the ruling. CoBank sees opportunity for aromatic rice farming in the U.S., Demand for jasmine and basmati long rice continues to grow in the U.S., pushing up imports from countries like Thailand and India as demographics change and consumer preferences evolve, according to a new analysis from CoBank. That presents opportunities for U.S. farmers, but only with investment in new seeds, milling equipment and marketing. Fragrant or aromatic rice is clearly the growth opportunity for the u s rice industry, said Tanner Enke, a cobank economist. Production and processing obstacles would need to be overcome, but capturing share of the fastest growing domestic market could transform the u s rice industry and ultimately position it to become more competitive in export markets around the world u s rice imports have grown from near zero to more than 1.1 million tons over the past 40 years, CoBank says. U.S. launching Ag Productivity Coalition and response to EU. Brazil, Canada and Mexico are being eyed as candidates for a new coalition of nations to provide an alternative to the European Union's Farm to Fork initiative, which seeks deep cuts in the use of pesticides and fertilizer. Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack in Italy for meetings with ag ministers ahead of the G20 Economic Summit next month told reporters that the U.S. is starting a new coalition for productivity growth to counter the EU's effort, which many in the production ag community fear could lead to a drop in output and increased food prices. Brazil has expressed interest in joining the coalition, which the U.S. will kick off at the United Nations Food Systems Summit next Thursday, Vilsack said. Canada, Mexico, and other South American countries also are prime candidates. Now, Take note, also yesterday, Vilsack made his case for ag technology at the G20 Forum on Sustainable Ag. By leveraging evidence-based innovation and science, including biotechnology, we can expand the toolbox for farmers, fishers, foresters, and other producers to improve sustainability and resilience through the food system, he said. Here's today's He Said It. If Lake Mendocino was to go dry, this would be a catastrophic event on the same lines of Hurricane Ida that just hit Louisiana. That Don Seymour Water Resources Manager for Sonoma Water. Speaking at a county town hall Wednesday, Seymour said he expects by mid-November the lake will drop below the record low set back in 1977. Let's well, Daybreak West for this Friday, September 17th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Alley.